Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmits it. Look at us in the cipher, that's a no-lighter 
for real, I frighten her like Michael J. Fox, yo, jack it out the box, then Wake up from that dream state, you in the sleep state Living in the dream state, walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state, you in the sleep state Walking in the dream state, living in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state, you in the sleep state Living in the dream state, walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state, we in the sleep state Walking in the dream state, living in the sleep state No compromises, no surprises Where dreams may come, what is that? We get dumb and numb from anything we see external But it came from internal I mean it's inside You created what's outside Like everything that can't rise a suicide It don't matter Who are you to put it on the platter In the first place Material, ethereal Same thing It just reflects from a different screen It's like light on a film Or whatever Rolls on the real of real Coming back to see what your mind can feel Your eyes ain't sealed Is your voice or opinion Expression That's the only thing we're given I mean for real Think about your freedom Where is it at? That's your mind So wake, wake up from, wake up from Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Living in the dream state Walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Walking in the dream state Living in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Living in the dream state Walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state We in the sleep state Walking in the dream state Living in the sleep state Straight through the heavens You may push your legs and get vexed 
I'm dressing all black like a hex. Guess who's next? Sequences of events will 
will um, propagate properly. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's birth. That's, that's conception. That's my completely connected with conception that oneself happens to those indwelling entities. So we'll get into some of that tonight. So uh, today we're going to start out with a refresh on three parts of the meditation. The first one will be creating the Mechabal, forming the Mechabal with heart intent, mood and mantra. All right, so we've done it a few times. Tonight, um, just going over it. First, you know, again, however you sit in, just give comfortable. Make sure that the body is comfortable and relaxed. You're not tensed up. The shoulders relaxed. Ears over shoulders, shoulders over hips. If you're sitting in a chair, um, men, um, you know, um, testicles should be hanging off the edge of a chair, and your coccyx, um, the tailbone should go forward slightly so the energy won't get uh, obstructed, won't get, uh, you know, damaged in one area. We have to, it'll be able to rise properly. So, so legs, 90-degree angles at, from the knees down. Swimming, your feet should um, go forth at a, at a, like, V, make a V, 45-degree angles going towards, if you're in front of the wall, the wall is in front of you, put your feet in, in the both corners, from the left corner and the right corner. Don't your feet touch your back. All right, um, you just relax the body, and you're going to do, if your hands are on your, your hips or whatever, wherever they are resting, just come and bring your hands over your head in a circle and connect at the top at your doctor hopper, you know, the, the front chakra. Connect right there over the top. Both hands, in the Buddha prayer hands, so tip hands, peace hands, come down to your heart, to your heart region, soul plexus, your heart chakra, with the Buddha prayer hands. From there, bring your hands up. Inhale, inhale. Bring them up in the, and you have your hands shaped as um, the Mystic Pyramid or in a triangle shape with the fingers connected and triangles over the head. Right, right above the crown shot. Breathe in on the inhale, and then you can breathe out down the three central, the three chakras and the crown uh, chakra, the heart chakra, and then the root chakra. And balance us and imagine the energy of the, the, the colors green, red, or you can do black on top, green and red. So, it's a breathing. Um, then, um, I mean, it's um, then ah, then um. So, um, I. I A U M, um, um, then, um, um, I U, I mean I A U, and then on the, at the root shock will be A U M, or U M, give U M, mm, so it's um, uh, um. So start at the ground shock will begin. Stand back. Oh. Breathe your hands down to the heart chakra. Imagine the color green. Oh. Then we invert the hands and turn them into a shape of feet. And we imagine the color red. 
exhale through six. Back to the first format of this, um, this breathing and meditation, breathing exercise. We go forward again, normal abdominal breathing, making the stomach large like a beach ball, staying relaxed in the shoulders. Exhale after holding it for three. Exhale for six. Then rest for three. Now inhale, inhaling towards your spine. The reverse breath. Then go back forward. Normal abdominal breathing. Bring up. To, don't forget to bring up the perineum on the inhalation, and then relax it on the exhalation after holding it for three. Exhale for six. Reverse breathing. Three. One more round on. So inhale for six. Inhale. Hold for three. Exhale for six. Rest for three. Reverse breathing. Six. Hold three. A little shocky shake right there. Oh, okay, now exhale. <laughs> Hold for three and breath. So that was a uh, forming the Merkel bar and the wash at the shoe breath. Um, and go over the the um, micro, microcosmic orbit as well. Um, simplified version. Going from the base of the spine, first you want to collect your energy, collect the chi bar in your lower abdomen, right? about an inch, an inch and a half below or above your um, abdomen, just depending on how you feel about it, but in that general area where your belly button is, chakra region, generate a ball, glowing light, and let it start circulating clockwise. Now, allow this glowing light to start spinning towards your third lumbar vertebrae. It'll be three spaces up from the small of your back. And let it go between the third and fifth. So basically that's the fourth vertebrae. So it's just a small space right there. If you count up from where your belt line is, three spaces. Imagine it's coming out right there. So two fingers, put two fingers in the spine, and the groove in the spine, count up three spaces. Imagine the glowing light is coming out that spot. So breathe in with intent. Not force, but with intent. Allow that glowing ball to go up from there and start circulating outside of the body, around from there to the mid of the back, where the solar plexus is, up to the small of the um, well, it'll be the seventh vertebrae, cervical vertebrae, the neck. It'll be the base of the skull. Right, well, not the base of the skull, but the top of the um, back, right at the shoulder line, at, at the bottom of the neck. That bone right there, imagine the ball right there. Then imagine it at the crown chakra. After that, at the, um, at the um, 
third eye chakra region in between both eyes, then at the cleft right under the nose. And exhale. When it gets to that point, and imagine it going down the front from the solar plexus region, then to where the lower dantian region is at the belly button, then back around to the perineum, then up towards that area where it initiated from, the small of the back, and back to the rotation. Once again, the small of the heart, I mean, the uh, back of the um, where the solar plexus is in the in the back, then to the the neck, at the bottom of the neck, then top of the head, crown chakra, then the first eye region, then under the nose, and exhale when it gets that point. So that's the rotation. Then go back, as it goes down on the exhalation, go to the solar plexus region, then to the belly button, then to the perineum region, and back up to the point of origin. All right. So you can do that a few times. Um, in the morning, right before stepping out, and it, like I said, like you know, the once the microcosmic orbit is uh, initiated, and you turn it on, it's always on. It's just uh, like just anything else. It's intent. It's just put your mind to it and have your heart to follow it, and pick up the land off the floor. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's my body. <laughs> you got the intent. But, you know what I'm saying? We have to have the spiritual power as well. So the intent over force builds spiritual power. All right, so dream answer. This is two answer dreams. So if anyone has a dream out there in, in uh, dreamland, please call in and we'll try to decipher it over here from uh, from my point of view, like say. All right, but uh, dream again is shits or resets shits taboo or taboo shits means. Answer dreams. Answer six taboo. Also, a dream is a sequence of sensations passed through a sleeping person's mind. The answer is to make a sworn statement rebutting a charge. So, a sequence of sensations passed through a sleeping person's mind while making an affidavit. So remember, these I think these are not to be looked at like sensations in a sleeping person's mind that's in the you know laying in the bed sleep. This is like a in a trance state. We're all in the semi-trance at all times. You gotta remember that the brain's always flickering, and if the same thing, if there's a rate of change within those flickers that we are perceiving from the physical out to our our uh, brain wave, then it can actually put cleavages or cause a, a, a spatial lapse where it's almost like the synapses is cut in half. So, and, you know, we're dealing with different things out here in the atmosphere as well, but they, those different things that are in the atmosphere actually have placeholders on with different type of information that can go into the senses or into our, uh, you know, the nerves, the toilet floor, cranial nerves as we breathe in and we do few things and hear and everything, you know, melanin is all around and it's uh can it can be manipulated. So this these sensations are sensations from higher from the higher perceptions that we have uh, you know, possessions of. 
so it's not talking like sensation passed to a sleeping person like me. It's not necessarily mean the person is asleep, uh, laying down. can be uh, in the waking trance, which would be a state of almost sleep. But the uh, you know, majority, they show the zombie movies now, too, so and I'll get to show it's about how the waking dead or the walking dead, you know, so it's uh, an ongoing, I guess, uh, defragmentation of our mind. Because they, once, you know, we get desensitized once they uh, put something in front of us that we can view and then say either it's real or it's not. But as far as the visualization is concerned, we tend to say, uh, if I see it, I believe it. You know, so if we see certain things, we, you know, not saying we may believe what we're seeing. So, and it's all dealing with holograms, so we better remember who is forming these holograms or who is that. The Hulu Ram is basically the, the Hulu Light and Good is uh, Brain and and, uh, and Am is uh, Silence. So the Silent Light of the Mind is Brain, the Silent Light of the Mind. So remember the hologram is uh, hidden, the hidden light, or this is on the rock, you know. It's, with the, the breakdown on that word, and then when you do the whole nine behind where we where we look what we are looking at from a spiritual perspective and or, or from the intelligent perspective and not uh per se from the grounds of where the world view may uh, focus their attention on and then we have to focus on our opinions that are uh that we regard as uh as truth. That really just focus on our opinions that's based on the focus of attention from the external, uh, from the external objective reality. So uh, this is this is just going to be a recap on where we were at last week at first. Uh, so this is out of Thinking and Destiny, but by Harold Principle, and it's the uh, definition of dreams. Dreams are of the objective and the subjective. The objective dream is the waking state or state of being awake. Nevertheless, it is the waking dream. The subjective dream is the sleeping dream. The difference is that in the waking dream, all objects or sounds that are seen or heard and which seem so real are the exteriorizations of one's own or others' thoughts on the background of the objective world. And that the things that we see or hear in the sleeping dream are the reflections on the background of the subjective world of the projections of the objective world. While we are dreaming in sleep, the reflections are just as real to us as are the projections in the waking world now. But of course, when we are awake, we cannot remember how real the sleeping dream scene was, because from the waking world, the dream world seems shadowy and unreal. So we'll go back and reiterate just uh, again to make it because you know this dude right here, if you both this is kind of wordy, but. What he said right here is the objective dream is the waking state. And then it goes right here. The difference is that in the waking dream, between the subjective dream and the objective dream, the subjective dream is the sleeping dream. The objective dream is the waking state. So the objective dream, um, the, the difference between the waking dream and the uh, sleeping dream, all objects in the waking dream and sounds that are seen or heard and which seem so real are the exteriorizations of one's own or other's thoughts 
on the background of the objective world. That's going to say that everything that's in the physical reality is only there because of the collective agreement. Since it's in our own mind and other people's thoughts are also attached to uh, attached to uh, those same um, parameters of thought, then we're going to continue. Then we will continually we continually um, we um, formulate or form, you know those same uh, ideologies. So that's uh, that's the difference. And, and then within the the sleeping dream or the subjective dream, the reflections on the background of the subjective world are the projections of the objective world. So everything we see in the dream state is only due to what we have collected as data from the physical reality, and then we take it into the subconscious reality where intelligence dwells, and it reformats it as a dream or these sequence of, of events that aren't linear. They don't have a set um, format. It's not, it's not put together to where it's understandable because we have uh, shots in the dream state uh, you know, where it would be a scene or something that was at, uh, like we was at a mall or somewhere and somebody had on something or somebody was talking to somebody. But then in the dream, we'll be at the at another place with the same person doing the same thing, but the whole area would be like three different places in one. And we were out in the park, but at the park, you know, it's a, uh, an elephant and, you know, but it's snowing. You know, that may happen uh, Anyway, it would be different parts of uh, different things that we have seen in the objective reality. A whole one. Yeah, I'm back. All right, so that's uh, <laughs> so, um one's own or other thoughts in the background of the objective world. So everything in the sleeping dream is the reflection or is what we uh, participate with in the physical reality. All right, this is out of the Net Volume 1 by Ron Neffler. Uh, it says, it states right here, what is normally called sleeping is the unfocused introverted state. Introversion of consciousness is the cause of the detachment from the environment, and the unfocusing is the cause of the undirected stream of imagery we call dreaming, and the unconsciousness experienced during the non-REM period of sleep. Being awake is is focused, the extroverted state, with minor periods of daydream. So this adds up well, okay, so... Being awake is the uh, focus and active extra, extroverted state minor periods of daydream. Being asleep is unfocused introverted state. The introversion of consciousness is the cause of detachment from the environment, and the unfocusing is the cause of the undirected stream of imagery we call dreaming, and the unconsciousness experienced on the non-REM period of sleep. So back to what I was saying, um, um, feeding that external reality will into the internal reality is how, and then the internal reality with intelligence, the you know the the breath basically um, reformats that information to something that's dis- discernible to our own um, perceptions, 
yet still symbols that are not necessarily meant to be taken as uh, what is shown to us in the dream. Hold one, let's go. Okay. All right. We is back. Okay, so talk about the waking trance. The waking trance is a state of inner hyperwakefulness and it exhibits two modalities. The first of these is similar to the normal waking state with the differences that its degree of wakefulness is greater. It is compliant to the mental spirit. The meditator's physical body is partially or fully asleep, and the focus of consciousness is fully concentrated on its objective. In the second of these modalities, the focus of consciousness is withdrawn from the objects of consciousness and returned to the source of consciousness, the indwelling intelligence. Here, the self which is immaterial beholds itself. Consciousness, grasp consciousness. All right. The inhibition of the mental energy is attained by the deactivation of the will or ignoring of thoughts letting them come and go without expressing interest in them or directing them. When this happens during the hyperwaking state of waking trance, there comes a point where the spirit of awareness becomes free of thoughts, allowing the consciousness to sense that which is conscious. When this happens during the normal waking or dream states, it leads to the non-REM or non-rapid eye movement state. This is why we do not, again, achieve consciousness of self when we space out or enter into non-REM during sleep. All right, so again, uh, this is why we do not um, achieve consciousness of self when we space out or enter into non-REM during sleep. Uh, that's like a trance mode. We, you can't. Um, you have to be in both states in order to reach consciousness. Well, you have to be somewhere in a balanced state. I guess that's what it's uh, best way to describe this uh, process. When this happens during a hyperwakeful state of waking trance, there comes a point where the spirit of awareness becomes free of thought, so allowing the consciousness consciousness to sense that which is conscious. When this happens during the normal waking or dream state, it leads to the non-REM um, state or the non-rapid eye movement state. I'm just reading something real quick. The key that for to attain to the point of experiencing Feeling ourselves as the indwelling intelligence, as that which is conscious, depends on the full awakening of ourselves and the inhibition of the will's function of grasping and directing thoughts. This is the theme, incidentally, of, old, of the oldest religious text in the world, the Pertain Halu, coming forth by day of awakening. Full awakening of ourselves and the inhibition of the will's function of grasping and directing thoughts. So when the will is always telling us, oh, do that, do that, you know, even if it's uh, whatever it is, it may be good to you, it may feel good, you know. I, I know I do certain things that 
aren't recommended uh, to do like daily. I mean, I, they're healthy. Way of saying, I don't do them every day like that. But it seems like some things do become addictive, even when it's supposed to be good for you. And, you know, so I might do wheatgrass. You know, I was doing wheatgrass every day. You know, every day. I, I do too much of shit. It's like I got to have my my uh, moringa thing with some peanut butter. You know, <laughs> no, it's like, well, I have, I've done that. I've been down there. I got the almond butter, dipped it in meringue a couple of times. <laughs> I went to bed off of that. Like, yeah. All right, so now I think there's one more. No, the last that was the last part of that. Minus this, I'm going to read this as well. Uh, since the essential objectives of meditation is the raising of consciousness and the supporting of the will, depend on the raising of spiritual power, there are certain health principles that must be observed before undertaking a course of meditation. These aim at the life force, or Ra, Kundalini, purifying its channels, equilibrating its modalities, balance, nourishing it, making sure you're getting the right elements, elementals, and optimizing the body's ability to, ra- uh, to relax. Uh, yoga, Meditation. Well, meditation is what this I do. Tachi, Qigong. Tension impedes meditation by blocking the flow of the raw life force energy. So you want to be able to relax the shoulders, you know, yoga exercises, uh, special dietary observances, breathing practices, living in harmony with the cycles of the body. These are some of the principles involved in preparation for uh meditation and, and, and doing it from a holistic arena of, of thought, not meditating for the hell of it. I mean, not for the hell of it, but meditating. But that's like, if you want to meditate to see like a spiritual type of, I mean, dealing with I mean, an intelligence that will build, I guess, and that you know is... Uh, Guess you, you know what I'm saying, and not an artificial type of uh, representation of yourself, you know, then, you know, preparing yourself for anything in life will always uh, be the best route to go about that uh, that task, whatever it may be. And so raising the spiritual power uh, also Insist upon uh, keeping up some health principles and observing certain things. This is out of the Metronetzer Volume 1, page uh, page 166. It's a few guys. I, I followed some of them for a minute. You know, I still observe, uh, I still pay attention to what is going in and how, when. You know, you, we got a a certain clock throughout the day called the um, circadian. So if uh, our clock is a little off circle, we it may put a slight hindrance on some of the actualities of that flow of energy to the body. All right, but I'm gonna keep it moving. Um, remember, if there are any dreams that may if you have a dream that you want to answer anything, uh, 
I guess chime in with one or something. I don't know. Press the mic come just let me know to uh I don't make a noise, throw some noise and stuff. But uh the two pillars of the tree of life we spoke on last week and how it uh tied into uh Joaquin or Joaquin. So how Joaquin is the Spanish derivation of the Hebrew word Joaquin. Oh yeah, Wakim and Mezunetia Y W A is one. And Kim is Kim's black, so the one black uh, ones you know saying or to go into the mystery, the one mystery, you know. So like we was talking about one oh one in college or you know, university, one of them being the uh, initiatory type of class or whatever or whatever subject matter that uh, freshman is going into or whoever's taking that first class for that uh, particular subject. So it'll be one-on-one, but that's, uh, I, I guess that's uh, not true to, you know, I'm dealing with uh, there is only one level and that would be a mystery to some. But that's, you know, truthfully, that's our story. So there's no, there's no, no mystery, Mister E. Who's E? Who's Mister E or Mrs. E? <laughs> Mrs. E. Mrs. E. All right. So, um, so we spoke on Wakim, and Wakim is uh, it means to be lifted by Yahweh. So to be lifted, the spirit to be lifted by the two entities. Of, uh, Eden from Gala or the electromagnetic energy that goes up the spine. Yakim is Mary's father. Mary, as we know, it is the mother of Jesus. So the father of Mary, or Ma, the father energy that is uh, floating above the ocean or, or the great sea, Mara, brings down life to Mara. You know what I'm saying? That life is abundant. But we some, you know, Christian faith calls calls that that life and light Jesus. Yet it's uh basically internal and external melanin and the faction of or, or you add in pomegranate to that or root to that equation and we have uh the Trinity somewhat in dealing with Mother, Father, Energy, and the Son. So, the so Mother, Father, Energy is the um, hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. The Son is the pump and the light. So, we were speaking on last week. That term is also uh, the male polarity. So, that is um, the attributes. It's one of the attributes is light activity, movement, and it's based on the electron. You know, so Boaz on the, the verse of that polarity, on the verse of that on-off switch, where not it's darkness, passivity, and silence. Got a little friend running around in here. 
they like to let their new self be unknown that they present. They come out of doing, you know. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. All right, so the tree of life is not, um, when speaking on it, it's not meant to be um, taken literally as a tree. It's uh, speaking on the spine, basically, and different energies that go through the body by way of um, activity with the intelligence to get some breathing exercise to the sides. So it, from the point of our initiation, point of origin, pomegranate, that's kept it or I see it, and then it goes down to Tahuti Wisdom right next to the ear on the cheek. Then it goes over to um, Secure, or uh, what we would, what is known as uh, the Divine Plan, basically, or Secret, you know. Also, the Divine, the Divine Power, Spirit, Divine Spirit. That's on the right side of the ear. That's one triad or one triangle. Then it goes down to from that zigzag over to the left side, over to the shoulder, to the left shoulder, and down. Then it comes over chest to uh, the right shoulder. That would be Jackin or over here on the left shoulder would be the side, and then on the right shoulder we would have. Uh, Kabbalah, or the mystical sense in the Kabbalah is also the left and right pillars. But that's the up. That will be another triad almost once you connect it down to the solar plexus with uh, uh, Tipperah. And that's the root, but the solar plexus is the heartbeat. That's the heart. So uh, we'll give you, uh, you know, the deities are representations of what's going on inside internally, as well as um, a correspondence or cosmology or cosmogony, or practice of cosmology, uh, which is based on correspondences of what's inner and what's outer, what's below and what's above, and having uh, certain points of connection that represent what those correspondences are. Like the heart is, is fire, you know, so we're dealing with food is like cayenne pepper and uh, oregano or something like that will help to flow of blood, things like that. Not too much, but so that's dealing with some of the fire, like onions and uh, garlic, you know, dealing with the movement of blood, fire or Mars energy in Tuesday. Or both like this today, but a Mars energy. So that's dealing with energy of uh of somewhat like fire, you know what I'm saying? On on this day. Tuesday actually is French for Mars. Okay, um talk about the tree of life, again, we'll say something, it's, it's one thing, like, um, we have, we'll say tree, and that's, you know, collective agreement that it's a tree, yet, but if I say, if I say, you know, that's a car, it's a vehicle, that's transportation, 
They look at you, no, no. That's not what that is. No, no, no. Give me your hand. You're wrong. You know, to get your ruler out. It's a matter of hand. <laughs> like, no, it's not. That is not a car. How can that be a car? So, you know, just, it, I mean, just looking at it like a tree. Tree. tree it could be a car for the intelligence. You know what I'm saying? As far as atoms, molecules, you know, cells, whatever it is. So, if I say that's a car and they don't believe me, who is right or wrong? You know, so I mean, you can look at the word tree, it's a trait. So that's three. That's the triangulated or the triangle cell. That's the trinity. Most of there are no other thinker to do First to last. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, but tray goes in the tree. The tree goes in the tray. You put an end at the beginning of of it. You got in the tear or in the tray. That's in the tear. Nature. So you I mean just going with the the title alone, it could be said that the tree is a vehicle for um, life. It's a vehicle for the, um, the mother, father, and the son, which is basically external, internal, cosmic energy, melanin, and the actualization or personification of that. Uh, this little friend right here ain't playing. This is moving pretty bad. Smell my feet. That was just, uh, like I said, this is brief recap on last week's uh F and whatnot. Um you know, we went into some other topics as far as current events. I'm not gonna touch on any current events today like that. Just was eventful and current around here right now. I'm going to well I'm speaking on dreams, so like I said, I guess if anyone does have a dream you know, please uh, call in. I don't know. Let me see. Let's see what this like. It's a question mark. I guess I pressed the button. Hello? Yes, it's 636394. Peace. What's going on? Yeah, what's up, man? Oh, what's good? You, uh, this the brother right here, isn't it? It was the chef. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, do you have a you got a dream? You, you, you might want some interpretations on. You know, what I'm saying? If, if you had any type of complications, maybe just something that you just didn't comprehend. You know, what I'm saying maybe I, I could give some insight on it. Well, I had a dream. Uh, it was a few days ago, and uh, it was me and you in it, and. Uh, we were like sages or something. We had on like these, uh, I think they were like burgundy, burgundy monk robes. And like we were going around like healing people. And you was like, you're doing it wrong. You don't do it like that. <laughs> and then you showed me how to do it. And then like when I was healing somebody, my hands were glowing like this bright green color. And that that's the uh, totality, that's the whole dream right there? 
Yeah, like I woke up after that. So you say I was in you okay. I and we was monks. So <laughs> Yeah. We was yeah, monks. Yeah. We were hitting people. Okay. Yeah, we were hitting people. And we had on Burgundy Roads. Burgundy Roads. Yeah. All right. So well, I gotta take I gotta stop saying we because remember this is a dream state, so the only you know what I'm saying, you you uh collected the data from the physical reality, objective reality and then you know what I'm saying. You took it into the subjective yeah. realm as what you would relate to in the physical. So the entities or the energy that you saw there had on burgundy. It was two of them. So that's duality, and they're two men. So it's two men. That means it's one and one. But that's knowledge and yeah. knowledge. So that's that's two plus. That's a plus. But it's also looking at it as activity, and it can be receptivity as well because you said uh, you was healing somebody, right? Yeah. And I said that's not that's not right. That's not what I say. That's not how you. Yeah, you said that's not how you do it. You do it this way. And you show me a different technique. And I can't remember the specific power words that you said, but you said something, and I just can't remember. But you did hear. You, hey, that's peace, though. You mean some some people don't hear in dreams. They just well, you know, it's a process. But some people just see in dreams, you know. But you heard a certain power word. And then your hands glow green, so that means you was receptive to the change. So that's a that's the um one is action, you know. Whoever that energy was, was like, now this is how you do it. Then that energy was like, okay, on that polarity, but that's both sides, one and one. And then you said green hands, that's heart chakra. So that means that you are uh, like you was receptive, and you allowed you had control over your emotions to be able to accept the information or what not, the intelligence, basically. And the burgundy is a, is a color of uh, royalty, and it's a color of uh, power. So the um, both of those in, the, both of those energies that um, were inside of that, the element of your dream, were powerful entities that had the um, abilities, higher, higher, some of the higher physical abilities, like healing, healing and whatnot. You also said that Hold up. Um, what was the first part of the dream? It was just like, like that's how it started. It was just like going to these different places and like people was, you know, like shit. We was just going around healing. Oh, okay. Yeah, going to different places. So that's alternate dimensions. You were basically, you were going, you're channeling um, from... I think it's called hypogenetic, but it's uh, like you going from um, the wakeful state into the sleep state. So it's like you might see a whole big bunch of flashes or, or blinks, you know what I mean, and get to the point to where, of, of your exactation, wherever, you, wherever we land right there or inside the dream. That's like when all yeah. those different thoughts or whatever those, you know, all those thoughts that we have throughout the day, they slow down. We don't really see them through the day. You know, we don't see every thought. But, um, in the dream state or going through the dream, the the thoughts or whatever that we have actually start slowing down in our sense of perception mentally to where we can see them. Then we get to a certain point. That that's when the dreams start with all of those thoughts coming to one. It would be everything in, like we've seen in our whole life in one dream <laughs> sometimes. Oh, okay. So basically, is, so is that is that good or is it like, is it trying to oh, tell yeah, me yeah. that I need to do something else? Is it trying to tell me that I need to do something else, or 
that's a pretty good dream. What it's saying basically is that you have, uh, you are, uh, you're developing your abilities, your healing abilities, your higher sense perceptions. You have the power, the potential, and you're going in the right direction because you're receptive. So you are able, you are willing to hard intent to accept the information and the intelligence, and you are also willing to um, personify it through the application of utilizing the information that you gain. That's, that's where that power comes from on both sides, and that's where that green light, since that green light came out your hands, you know, the hands emit the most power throughout the whole body. You know, that's what, you know, yeah. we work with our hands, so there's a lot of energy, a lot of blood collected in that. So that crimson color on both sides and both your hands, you, you are willing to use your hands, which also represents mind. You know what I'm saying? Because hand in, in Hebrew is Yod. But Yod uh, can be looked upon as uh, not just a, a tool of a hand, but it can be looked upon as the mind or the, the mind of the hand that's in front or behind uh, God, the hand of God, which would be, you know what I'm saying, an unseen hand because it's the hidden, hidden light or whatever. But that's that, that green light is representative of that, you know, that connection to your your higher sense perceptions and your higher self, you who you are, you know what I'm saying. So you you going through the you you getting to that point if you haven't already, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes we don't even know, but we be there. You you, you know what I'm saying. Just be uh, observing in your dream state, and and uh, I was about to go into uh, how to remember dreams and stuff like that, but I go into it in a minute after this call, and if anyone else has a call, but um, you're going in the right steps, and it seems like that. Um, through that dream anyway. So it's other things that's probably in there you may not recall, but through those two colors and you are seeing two uh, um men me two men that's representative but could be representative. Young man is uh Sebek and the older man a young man is actually Haru and the older yeah. man could um Sebek or Asir. So the um Sebek representative of uh of crossroads and I'll still represent uh, creation or the Lord of the Perfect Black. So crossroads and creation basically is the same. Uh, is it, uh, different allegories, but it's the same thing. Um, and then, you know, through is uh, the light or whatever is the, the epitome. So the young man is, is the light that's growing out of the, um, the darkness or coming from that, that four, those four roads, those four different, uh, avenues of thought and being fire, um, air, water, and earth. So I'm getting my green lantern on then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. You're getting that green lantern, that green light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fulfilling your potential, and that's that's peace. That's good. I appreciate you calling me and everything. Um, I'm going to see you on the flip, though, probably on the, on the horizon. <laughs> gotta get some training in. Gotta get some training in. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I'm, uh, I'll talk to you later. I appreciate you calling me. All right. Peace. Peace. Yeah, that was uh, one of the brothers right there from the, well, from all around the temple as well as uh, we get down with the martial arts and everything. And, been practicing with him for about three years now. Pretty good, decent brother. I see uh two four zero may have a piece. 
Peace. What's up, guys? What's going on with you, guy? How you, how you, bro? I'm doing good, man. No, no doubt. I know this is the brother, Kale. How you been? Everything been good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Peace, man. I, I recognize you remember right here. Um, I spoke to you in a minute. Um, so do you you have a, a good dream that may I may have some assistance with you know for my own my own uh, yeah of, of, yeah I was talking to you I yeah but I um I had I had uh I got like uh, two dreams I want you to uh, interpret for me if you can but uh, I do yeah, the first one yeah yeah yeah. The first one, right, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I walked in this room, and it was this guy, it was a, a guy meditating, he had he had white hair, long white hair, and, uh, you know, I just walked in the room and I was looking at him, you know, like, and uh, I didn't understand, you know, I was just standing in the middle of the room. It was like just me and him in the room, and I was just standing in front of him. And, uh, you know, he was just meditating. So, does that make is that sense? The, yeah, is that the, that's the whole dream, you know, basically? That I can remember, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, you say you walk into a room, that means you got to that point. In your uh, in your subconscious, after all the other, you know, you went through different parallels and different other alternate dimensions and all that good stuff. You got to a certain point, like a certain star or astral region within the, what we call the dreamland dreamscape. So when you got there, that that room is representative of you know four boxes or a container. That's uh, that's basically the uh, universe or the universe or the multiverses that are out there, like you're going through those different scenes. It's sort of like you got a a, a reel of a film, and you got each block mm. in that film. So each one of those blocks of visualizations is an alternate dimension. But you got to one certain point on that film, and that's where you, that's where you became somewhat stationary inside the dream. But then the subjective reality, what's going on, is the indwelling intelligence. It's a duality process again. You walking in on yourself, seeing your infinite and immortal self in meditation. Your oh, higher self, wow. seeing your intelligence. That white, white hair is representative of spirit or intelligence. You in a meditative state, or seeing that entity or that energy in a meditative state is your indwelling intelligence, allowing you to see what where you are in an alternate dimension as, as far as you're walking into that, that room or that container. That's basically, I mean, you could say that that's your uh, Merkel bar or whatever. Wow. So, that's yeah, deep. so when, you, when you're traveling, um, you said you just walked into a room, right? You opened, you opened Yeah, the I just walked in the room. And you saw... And a, I was a, just looking at this guy like, wow. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of. He caught my attention, you know. It was like, he, I, I just stood there looking like, you know, what's up with this guy? But uh, what color did he have on, by the way? 
It was like, um, if I can remember, it was, I know, I can't remember exactly what color clothing he had on, but I know he had long white hair. I mean, you can tell, you you ever see these, uh, I was trying to make, I was trying to, like, make out if if he was uh, a European or something like that. But I, you know, because I was like, he couldn't be a white guy, you know what I mean? But, uh. I know for sure that, yeah, he had long white hair. Yeah. So white also represents, as far as, uh, the you know, and, and also uh, Haru, too, as far as the pomegranate is concerned, there's red and white somewhat, you know, a decalcified pomegranate has more very intense to it as well. But, uh, but it has white on there, and that—that's the two colors of the. Of, you know, you know, the comedic um, system had the two, um, the north and the south. So right. one, the color of the, the south was uh, red, and the color of the north was white. You know, so. Uh, mm. But that white is representative of spirituality as well as austere. So that means you—you you being austere or whatnot. That's where. You seeing yourself, you know, basically. You know. Wow. That's deep. So the, deep. the next dream you have, write it down. Yeah, the next. Yeah. And um, see how it connects. You know what I'm saying? Because all the dreams connect. So it's always a certain message that's pertaining to previous um, episodes that we had as far as in the dream, dreamscape, in the dream world. Right. Okay. I I had one more too. If you have time. Sure. Yeah. Go right ahead. Good. Yeah. So the uh, the next the next one it was uh, it was like I went to a uh, ancient uh, land and um, you know similar to uh, say you know it was definitely it wasn't nowhere local. You know, it was it was a faraway place, I can tell. And I think I had, I brought my family with me. And we were like, it was like I was, I lived there or I was there before. It was like I already knew about where we were going and what we were going to look at. So, and um, it, it was like I, we were going back to see, you know, where we stayed or whatever, but at this point, it was a, uh, you know, like a National Geographic type site, you know, where everybody go visit or whatever. But we were just going to, you know, check it out. And um, I noticed how everybody was in amazement of, um, you know, the, the site or whatever that we were at. But, you know, I was, it was kind of weird. But, but I do remember that it was like, like say say you uh you lived in a house uh when you were a kid and um you went back to see it you know when you grew up or whatever or you took somebody you took somebody back to see the house that you grew up in mm-hmm. so it was it was like that, but this was like a major uh area like a big area with a, you know where a bunch of tourists, it was like a bunch of tourists walking around and whatnot. So 
in retrospect, you may have been traveling or, or going to Japan, so it's a foreign country. Um, that's a well, traveling is a, that's a spiritual um, aspect too because you got you know that means you're moving in in, in a different reality. That's uh, dealing with like uh, different pantheons. Is, uh, you're dealing with a nigga by or the, the spirit that that uh that's in tune or uh, connected to the left and right, the Eden and Pangala type of realities. But that's the you know those are the two energies that when collective or collective properties that go back up to Pana Glen, that's again going to Haru. So you with your family as well, right? Right. So the family. You got the father, the mother, the child. How many is three of y'all? Yeah, yeah. So you got that uh, the Trinity, and you know, and since uh, the spirit is moving through the Trinity, it's a it's a good dream because there's no negative uh, type of uh, scenarios, nothing that's uh, generating a, a sense of fear or anything in that dream, and it seems like the only thing that was uh, similar to fear was them being, you said everybody was like, took him back like, wow, look at, look at what, you know, what we're looking at. This is amazing. But that, right. that's a spirit, that's the spirit too. That's a, you know, a lot of people ain't used to the intelligence. So once they see it for the first time, it, it make them feel, but that's that shock, the energy, it make them feel like a little shaky. You know, I was doing right. Tai Chi with a, a sister the other day. It was the first time she did, uh, she made, any type of effort to do Tai Chi, but she was doing, making a chi ball. And when she mm-hmm. made her first chi ball, she felt it in her wrist like it was uh, shaking. And I'm like, she she was a little frightened or a little taken back because her wrist was shaking. Now I, I told her it was just the first time the chi or whatever, that energy has moved through your body in that area in that way. So it's going to get shakes. But that that feeling, like I said, that little feeling is because it's the first time and they may not have uh, uh, been used to it. You know, so, and that was the people around. It's like you were settled in, in a non-emotional state. Right. So you were looking at them like, I, I see this all the time. You know, this ain't nothing new to me. You know, first part of the dream, you saw yourself, you know, saying, or that second, versus the second dream, you were with other people, but the first part of the dream was just you and another energy. Right. And that energy was lower than you on the floor. Right. Yeah, you walk in, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You were walking in and looked at it at a 45-degree angle from above right. at its back, wow. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's peace. That's peace. That's peace, guys. But, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. No doubt. I appreciate you, too, bro. Um, Give me some insight on that. I appreciate it. But yeah, I ain't gonna oh, yeah. move. I'm gonna let uh, some more folks call in, man, so you can bless them with some insight. I appreciate you too, and, and I appreciate you blessing us with your uh, presence and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you um, soon. No. Yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, man, I'm gonna slide. I'm gonna slide, and uh. Yo, peace, man. I appreciate you, too. All right, peace, God. All right, later.
All right. Well, let's uh, that was too uh, green. That one was pretty decent too. Dude had the green hands. He said he, <laughs> he said he was getting the green lantern on. No doubt, this bro right there. See that forty-five degree angle as he's staring down at the uh, other energy, just high self from a higher uh, position. Is the angle is is like it's actually pointing towards the bendu down the soft spot in the, um, the back of the other energy's uh, head or skull. So you know, and then on the, the second part of the dream went to a, uh, a foreign land. It really didn't build on much, but uh, that would be related to my idol, Tahuti, as well as Sebek. Crossroads, uncertainty, but also uh, law and justice and wisdom. So with, with um, wise decisions and the um, acknowledgement of being in the position of uh, of change and, and choice or discernment, and then making the right choice—that's the crossroads to uh, be able to improve upon one's uh, exactations or one's existence. The, my the order, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, being able to get that order right due to Hootie as well as to some of the aspects of uh, Tibet. So, Sebek also represents uh, obtaining the energy and sublimating. So, sublimating and allowing it to to stay aboard and not jump ship too quick. All right. Again, see my brother still holding on. Peace. Yeah. Oh, I was. I seen uh, the question mark was still up there. I guess that's just up there. Yeah, I'm still listening. Oh, no doubt. Okay, that's peace. I, I thought you may have had another question or something. Everything. everything. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, if anything, I'm. I'm right here. So just chime in. I'm going back in too. Alright, where were we? Um, good way to remember dreams. Um, well, the first thing I do when I go to sleep, I always, when I go to bed and when I'm when about to go to dreamland, I put my mind where I want to be at. And so wherever that is, you know, I think about it. If it's a certain person I think about, I think about them. And then after I get my mind to that point, I start saying, remember your dream. Remember your dream. Remember your dream. And I just keep repeating that until I fall asleep. Remember your dream. If I don't forget to say it before I go to sleep, sometimes I might not say it. But if I really, you know, if it's on my mind, then I'll say, remember your dream. Remember your dream. All right, so remember the dream is the first step. So the second step is trying to remember and record the dream. Um, to fully gain insight into dreams, we got to remember the dreams. So, you know, most of us will forget the dreams when we wake up because we're quick to wake up and just, you know, get out of bed. So the first step is to make sure we don't rush straight out of bed when we arise. You know, take your time, 
um, just lay in the bed and start thinking about all the different sequences of events that occurred during the dream. Then put those events into um, to a sequence in the mind, even if it don't make sense, if it ain't relevant, just try to have, you know, every little minute, you know, the smallest little intricate detail, try to have it, you know, in the mind as a, a format of thoughts. Then um, have a, a journal or like a, a dream diary and just write down whatever you um, put together from the dreamland. So write all that down and just, uh, you know, just whatever it is from the, the first thought to the last thought, from the last thought to the first thought of the dream. Just, and hold to, like, the the last thought as a lasting picture, so like a steel picture from a, from a camera. You know, just take that last picture and just hold it. Like, okay. It'll help you uh, have total recall of the remaining properties of that dream. And the more you do it, the more you, you know, write down, the easier it becomes and spends it down. The memory of the dreams. Remember that all the symbols in the dream is the actual language of the dream. It ain't, you know, what's going on per se in totality. It's the colors, you know, it's the words, the numbers, how many people, how many cars, if it is a car, you know, what type of car, the metal, you know, or, you know, it's different things. It's made out of glass. A car made out of glass or gold or something. So, because um, they, they give about the, the symbols express um, a more deeper and profound idea of what's going on in the dream. And these, uh, sometimes the symbols can leave one confused. I know I just answered, you know, some interpreted from my own, you know, you can uh, do best by answering your own dreams and learning how to um, keep a catalog of the dreams is the best way to learn how to answer, I mean, interpret the dreams. Just knowing the symbols, you can get a dream book. I really don't do the dream book thing because it's still based on an objective reality, you know. And this, these dreams are coming from an inner reality, so it's, it's definitely something that's uh, uh, more indwelling, hidden than what we uh, participate with in our service. So the ability to interpret dreams are very powerful. So, you know, and like I was saying, nobody's better at uh, interpreting dreams than oneself, so learning how to analyze your dreams can be a very prominent uh, aspect in this life because each symbol is represented something that you may feel or mood or a memory or something that's been locked in the unconscious mind or the dwelling intelligence in. Um, once we thoroughly observe those symbols and those characters, you know, maybe animals or a certain place or a certain feeling or emotion, and the, you know, the colors and the numbers, um, they can give us uh, a clue or some t- uh, answer to certain questions that may be hidden um, 
and, and locked in our subconscious mind. So the dreams gives us those answers indirectly majority of the time because we observe them through sensual, physical feelings or and emotions through our sight, through what we already have uh, participated with through the energy in motion, through the emotion. And those memories are sometimes they outweigh what the intelligence or the spirit is uh, actualizing in the dream state with subconscious mind and intelligence. Also, so, uh, so all the things that may be like bothering us through the day that come stress related are what comes back to us in a dream state or the sleep state. Since the body isn't working while we're sleeping, it tends to not uh, relate to the fact that none of the events in our dream match up perfectly. Like we have all these different streams of thoughts that have no definite placement inside of that area of our dreams. Like why is it there? But it seems like the mind will smash up all those thoughts to like a smoothie of sensible events in our head so that it makes sense to us while we're dreaming. You know, this happens because we're too busy through the day. You know, we can't really settle down and, and stream through our thoughts like that through the day because we think it and we think about what we want to do. So in the dreams, we're asleep, so we are not focused on anything else. And that goes back to the unfocused, um, introverted, Type of arena uh, of thought that's sleeping. That's the uh, unfocused, introverted state. Basically, one aspect of uh, or, uh, it's an aspect of trance, but it's also an aspect of wakeful trance. But it's sleep state when we are not focused on the reality. That's that's you know the worldview basically, and what the opinions of the world has. Uh, Presented to oneself, then we go. Then we are uh, not necessarily getting back to work. Not necessarily um, controlled by those mechanisms. Then the dream world won't be controlled by those mechanisms. Well, um, so that's. How you can remember dreams, you know, you're jotting down, jotting down your, uh, your dreams in a, like a dream book or dream diary, cataloging and uh, taking, a, you know, a account of, of the dreams and going back and seeing how certain parts of the dream are connected. There's different things that you can do to uh, remember your dreams. That's one of the ones I, I do is uh like all the time is remember your dream, remember your dream, remember your dream. I do that like uh, especially when I want to remember a dream. If I if I notice there is a, a particular type of connection already going on, I just go ahead. With I mean as far as the dreams, I just go ahead and uh, say I, I say it. I'm like that. I had two dreams two nights about some stuff. Let me see this one. I'm already reminded, right? So that's those are two good uh, tips and tricks on 
on how to remember the dream. Don't forget, write down every aspect, everything in the dream that you can imagine. It don't matter if it's a, a speck of dust on the ground and you stare at it for a split second. If you remember that, you jot it down. That's what's up. All right, left brain, right brain. You know, we was talking about uh, one of the joints, the sacred marriage, Hydros, Gamios, and also uh, um, alchemy of man, alchemy of nutrition or nutrition. And it came to me that it's more to shin and nutrition than these chakras. So, then, you know, other things popped off, but it's recognizing that uh, in the movie Matrix, you know, Neo knocks at the, at, at the hotel, he's at the hotel, heart of the city, and he knocks at room 101. And, uh, and uh, of course, we look at a movie, you know, first time I saw it, I'm like, 101? Because I'm looking at symbols. You know, even then, I was looking at it, at like, you know, it's more to it. So I'm looking, I say, one oh one. You know, I, like then, you know, first thing that came to my mind is college, you know, that, that 101, that, you know, the first semester and all that, and all that, you know, first, first, um, first part of that subject. But it also dawned on me that uh, it's more than just uh, going into some, some type of uh, university or college and, and getting in that class when it's the first year. So, you know, I really didn't think much on it, but, you know, at that time, then, you know, comes back around. So, when I went in Shin, Shin is, uh, of course, it means infinite or also uh, cycle or orbit to go around in a circle, infinite circle. Or, of course, you know, snake swallowing his own tail. So the circle which represents also the yoni, the female, it's the womb, it's the womb of the um, mother goddess. So I was like, I'm going to take some notes and, and, you know, put some together for the left and right brain and how it relates to the shin and this um, the symbol and then how that flowed into uh, what was involved in somewhat of the the dream I had, I guess, I don't know, you know, but uh, nutrition, nutrition, or uh, natara, as we were speaking on the other week, is um, relating to the infinite. Or when we say natura, we're saying to ride in the boat. So natura, to sail or to ride in the boat of the pure infinite circulation. Shin, Natura Shin. All right, so Tura is uh, a pure. To sell is Na, Na, to sell, to ride in the boat. Tura is uh, the pure. And Shin is circulation, infinite. So Natura Shin, or nutrition, nutrition basically, but Natura Shin is to sail in the boat of the pure infinite circulation. So that sailing in the boat 
it's in essence uh, that circle, the infinite circulation or the circle of the shin. But like I said, we're going to go into, uh, I'm just going to read over these notes. I don't want to bore y'all, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm going to go into how I have it formatted for myself tonight. If we have any more calls, anyone wants to dream interpreted, please raise your hand, and I will uh, point you to the teacher so they can instruct you on on that. Don't forget to bring the apple class. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So left brain is recognized as the Brain's left hemisphere is involved with speech, the written word, logic, uh, analysis, discernment, and almost anything that is linear in sequence. So thought, which is like our speech and our writing, is is linear as well. So, you know, stealing thoughts, um, maintaining and being able to regulate the emotions by regulating thoughts. Uh, we also use this left hemisphere here to reason and calculate and to measure things that's doing with space and time. So that's many of thinking to uh, the left brain. To the ancients as well as to us, the left hemisphere has been the home of the conscious self or the self that is aware of um, the physical reality dealing with the senses. It's the masculine principle. The conscious self is part of our consciousness that um, basically thinks it knows everything that it needs to know. And is always seeking to know more to be able to say it knows. In other words, our present personality is based on and over the ego. It relies on the five senses, and it does so with pure force. Like the characteristic traits applied to uh, the male, the left brain encompasses our active mode of thinking and our competitiveness and aggressiveness, flight response in dealing with the, um, the nervous system, the automatic nervous system. So this conscious self or the left brain is related to part of our consciousness that verbally communicates, reacts to, and thinks about everything it's perceiving and experiencing from an external reality or the superficial surface world. So the conscious self is, which is basically the left hemisphere, deals with the reality as it verbally communicates and reacts to and thinks about seen and going through from its surroundings. So everything the left brain takes in and believes is reality because it keeps telling itself through the logical linear mind that it's real. And the right brain, on the other hand, is involved with intuition, um, patterns, images, music, um, feelings, as in our emotions, the energy emotion, 
it's the home of our subconscious. And it also, in uh, contrast to the male principle of the left brain, it is related to the feminine principle. So as the left brain is associated with the active mode of thinking, fight or flight, the right brain is associated with uh, what's passive, that relaxation, you know, same state. So the brother, the brother was saying that he had green coming out of his hands and, uh, and uh, it was two energies in the room with some two energies and emotions that one one of the energies had the green coming out of his hand. I, I promise you, probably on the right-hand side. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, associated with being receptive and passive, being able to accept intelligence or information, then utilize the information properly to get um, the outcome. One is looking forward to within the information. Mm-hmm. The intelligence is given and offered. The only way to know if it's true for oneself is to apply. And and in the application, if it comes up to be true, then, you know, stick with it. And that's uh, how we do it over here. It seems that the left brain, though, uh, at times, associated with uh, the collective agreement. You know, that's the objective outer or external reality. That side of the reality or the collective agreement side of reality is uh, within every individual way to do self parameters due to uh, the left hemisphere of the brain. So the right brain which remember is female oriented or it's female principle, the uh, magnetic energy is associated with uh, the subjective internal experience. It's the this is who I am. Just the it's a personal picture of reality perceived by the observing participant from uh, the surrounding. And these these type of senses are higher sense perceptions and are intuitive by nature and not linear or giving to one um, someone directly trying to dictate their their functionalities. So it's also been stated that these left and right brain um, the activity of the left and right brain goes through fluctuations or cycles throughout the day and recent, recent brain research stated that while we are sleeping, we are having more active brain wave functioning than we are when we are awake. So they discovered, scientists have discovered that the left hemisphere is dominant and the right hemisphere is dominant at certain parts of the day. In fact, they say that for every 90 to 100 to 20 and 20 minutes that the left and right brain switches cycles. So, for instance, for a 90-minute period, you will feel a real good left brain type of uh, 
mentality, which would be based on logic and verbal uh, information. And then once that's gone, that's 90 minutes or 100 minutes, the right brain comes in and switches over to being more dominant. So it would be nonverbal, you know, like images, drawing pictures or something going on, uh, listening to music, maybe just music and no, no words, just instruments. So uh, the scientists have said that this happens throughout the day and it's a natural cycle. Just like, you know, walking left, right, left, right, left, right. That might be why in the military you'd be like, left, you're left, you're left, right, left, and all that, you know what I'm saying? Get people attuned to whatever the message is that they send to them visually and verbally by giving them images through those cadences and that left, right, left, you know what I'm saying, type of uh, uh, destruction. So, with brainwave frequencies going from left to right throughout the day, that means one part of the day the left brain will be more dominant, and then the other part of the day the right brain will be more dominant, which is cool. But, however, it is true, then that means that this activity, the same alternating activity, is going on between both sides of the brain every instance. That's just for those two cycles, because everything is instantaneously happening. Before we even think about something happening, it's already happening. The thought just hits us and then it's happening. This is our tantric beliefs uh, is the knowledge that the two sides of the brain are oscillating back and forth or going through cycles or back, you know, fluctuations rapidly like a pendulum and that the same cycle is reflected in the duality of our breathing cycles, which are oscillating at a slower rate of frequency. The enlightenment experience is said to be illuminating in the reintegration or the fusion of these two divisions of the brain to the mind. So this is uh, speaking on the integration or the reintegration of left-right brain or the left-right hemisphere is the sacred marriage, the female and masculine energies combining as one, the moon and the sun. Also in Tantra, um, connect the left nostril with the moon and the feminine qualities and the right nostril with the sun and the masculine qualities or the masculine energy. And they maintain that the breath rarely flows through both nostrils equally. So for a while, it may flow predominantly in the left and then go to the right. And this, they say, takes place every 20 minutes or so in a healthy person. So the sun breath is flowing. When the sun breath is flowing, we are, that in contradiction, is believed that we should um, undertake actions like speech, just dealing with speech and instruction, uh, being able to take uh, in, like, school, you know, we go to school between 8 o'clock in the morning or whatnot, even in high learning, 8 o'clock in the morning to about, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the evening. The reason so is because that's sun energy, and we can take in more information. We can absorb that information through, through those hours versus 
moon energy hours, which will be going into um, the areas of parasympathetic nervous system versus the serotonin of this being produced by the sympathetic nervous system and the melatonin is being produced by in by the pineal within the parasympathetic the parasympathetic nervous system operation of our hours, which is uh, from basically eight nine o'clock at night to seven in the morning, and uh, serotonin is is uh, or the sympathetic nervous system is operating between seven a.m. in the morning to eleven at night, or well, you know they say eleven, but melatonin starts its production around nine. The body is naturally shutting down around seven, so you know, so that um, we're not going to be too susceptible to um, reading or information that's dealing with instruction or physical exercise. So doing those that part of the your sun breath and the sun breath is flowing, and you notice that you know you get more oxygen out to right nostril or something, you know, breathing good, then that's a good time to. Uh, <laughs> to do some exercise or, or read, something like that. But that's a, that was just saying, during that part of the day, that's why we go to school. So, I mean, well, it's growing up anyway, and that's part of the indoctrination as well. But we was doing that in, you know, ancient, the ancient days too. You know, we noticed that we couldn't learn as much at night unless we drink some five-hour energy drink. So the information might be a little distorted. But, uh, all in all, say it's every 20 minutes in a healthy person that the sun breath, well, that the fluctuations take place. So, you know, during the sun breath, do something like reading, exercise, um, anything that's dealing with uh, left hemisphere active type of uh, modality. With the, when the moon breath is coming through, uh, do things like painting or listening to music, writing music, art and drawing, you know, stuff like that, putting stuff together. You know, so those are good elements to be involved with if you notice when when those hours of change are and you notice it, it can be when I wake up usually I'm more um, So for some reason, I'm more, I'm, my left nostril have more breath coming. I mean, my right nostril have more breath coming out of it than my right, my left nostril. I notice that because when I'm doing the clearing out for alternate nostril breathing, that's why that's important. That's also a reason. Another reason why that's part of the um, the Wajit Haynakuru meditation. Breathing out both nostrils beforehand and you know blowing out excess is to see where your moon and your sun breath is and if they are balanced. You know what I'm saying? Going through to autumn so mucus build up, you know, cleaning it out, purging it out, just getting both of them clean, mom pretty clean right then. Yeah, you know, but this is you wait till tomorrow morning, this thing gonna be blocking a lot now. Uh but uh going through that that right there you know, with just the alternate nostril breathing inside the meditation is uh, is very powerful because it helps with that reconnectivity of that spike brain. By breathing out of both nostrils equally and doing that, those breaths 
you know, Wajente Nakuru equally. You put in, well, you may need more on one side than the other. You got to figure out which one may be dominant. You know, you may be left brain dominant. You may be right brain dominant. So if you want to balance those out equally and um, do it with uh, reassurance that it's properly done, then you may want to test and evaluate your breathing apparatus early in the morning like that. See which one you wake up on, you know. So I wake up on my um, my moon breath is a little blocked, so I got to work on my intuition and, and creativity, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but this is out of uh, Egyptian Yoga by Dr. Mawasa Ashby, page 66. Just as it is possible to wake up in the morning from the dream state into the everyday state of waking consciousness, it is possible to wake up from the normal day to day consciousness into a higher state of consciousness, like Thus, what we currently perceive to be our day-to-day consciousness becomes another form of the dream state of consciousness. The problem occurs when we forget that we are really dreaming and get caught up in the events of the dream. Believing that what is happening is real, we lack the higher state of consciousness. This situation can, can be equated to watching a movie. If we remember throughout the movie that we are just onlookers, we remain detached from the experience of pain or pleasure being portrayed by the actors. Our emotions remain intact as long as we remember that we are only watching a movie and that no one else is really getting hurt or really happy. However, the moment we forget to keep that mental distance, we become caught up in the movie. Remember, movie means move the emotions. It's a contract word or two words. Um... When we identify with the actors, we suffer or experience joy along with the characters being portrayed. Thus, we cry or laugh with them. In reality, however, the actors who are portraying the characters did not experience true suffering or joy. It was our identification with the illusion created by the movie that caused us to suffer or experience pleasure when, in fact, nothing really happened. Similarly, in our practical life, as we identify our soul's consciousness, the actor with our ego mind and body, the character, we find ourselves on a roller coaster ride of emotions, alternating between extreme pleasure and extreme pain. So that's stating what it's saying is once we identify ourselves with what we call the dream and saying this is really happening, even though it's a dream, then we get caught up in the emotion or the energy emotion or the motion picture, the emotional picture that the movie or the moving our emotions is producing. Remember, you are the hero of the movie. So once we start suffering, the hero suffers and it causes other problems to accumulate because the hero is basically um, what the whole movie is circulating around. So the hero of the movie is hurt, and then the movie going to hurt at that point of juncture. So everyone that's watching or the sales, basically, are going to start hurting. And this right here is out of the same book, same page, but it's uh, pertaining to maximizing one's sleep experience. To do this, to maximize one's sleep experience and gradually introduce consciousness, awareness during the dream state, 
Once you spend a few minutes affirming one's intention to remain conscious, experience, and to remember the dreams, fall asleep on the right side with one's right hand between the pillow and the face. So you put your right hand under the pillow and your face. You know, we do this in this what you do. Then the left hand should be placed on the left thigh. So left hand right there at the thigh. Even though it is likely that the body will move out of this position during the night, once you still attempt to fall asleep in this position. This position will allow the left nostril to be open, thereby allowing the moon breath, which is most beneficial during this time for spiritual and physical health. So as soon as one wakes up, one should bring one's consciousness to the present moment and then recall the dream events and write them down. The symbolism and events may carry important intuitional messages which may be readily apparent individually or over a period of time when seen as a group of dreams. So, again, write down your dreams so you, you can collect all of them together as, a, as like a book, book of dreams, and they all make sense, uh, a little bit more sense than just having them strewn around in the head and, you know, not categorized and cataloged. Um, so go and sleep on your left-hand side, with your right hand under the pillow and your left hand on your hip, breathing that way. It will enhance melatonin production by breathing into um, the right nostril and keeping that pathway open. So you definitely want to keep your melanin properly flowing. So getting that, you know, ball up into the fetal position on the, on your right-hand side, breathing into that nostril through the sleep state, and uh, get your spiritual and uh, physical health going good. And I'm going to start doing that as well tonight. No, <laughs> get that left nostril. Yeah, I just was reading that. It was pretty interesting because it tied into uh, left and right brain um, connect, uh, reconnections or um, reintegration. So the tensors also uh, claim, other than just, you know, left and right nostril having that fluctuation of, of uh, 20 minutes and the health person every 20 minutes. Um, Tantrics also believe that a person gains enlightenment when she or he is fully conscious, both internally and externally, then those breaths will be in both nostrils equal. So they they actually state that when we gain enlightenment, then the left and right brain is going to be balanced and we'll be equally breathing out of both nostrils. So this reflects on the fact that um, a person that has this ability or this, has the brain in balance or the two hemispheres of the brain in balance, um, their modes of awareness and their sense of perceptions are um, not dominated by left or right hemispheres, so they have what would be um, a unified uh, perception. So, basically, uh, in our perceptions, like, if, uh, you know, left and right brain is in balance or connected, um, then we are uh, limiting our potential to become and to be able to view our perceptions or our beliefs and our experiences with, um, without... The in, without the controlling or the controlling aspects of the breath, wind, trance modes, and our 
and we are being emotionally um, manipulated through different interfaces. Uh, so what I was saying, what I'm saying is our perceptions and how we view things and certain our belief systems and through our experiences, which forms our personality, basically, are all in conjunction with breath. So every thought has a breath, and when we are breathing, it doesn't matter what type of breath, we do go into slight trance modes. And whatever emotional interface that may be in our present environment at that moment can alter our mentality or, or our, psycho, our, our psychological, um, our conscious mind will not be um, conscious of some of the activities that it's participated with because our brain waves have been altered. The body is uh, participating because, but due to the emotional interface, the energy and motion, the body, which is composed of energy and motion, has now um, taken, uh, not control, complete control, but has taken the, the, the helm, the, the stirring the Consciousness occasionally experiences a uh, flash of insight and altered states of consciousness due to the fluctuation of the left and right brain. But it also is stating, it just also means that, um, in essence, we have access to higher intelligence or the um, flashes of insight, synchronicities, uh, paranormal and mystical experiences or what we may call enlightenment itself through um, like an abundance of magnitude of uh, frequencies of vibrations that are available when harmonizing the left and right brain of the two sides of the brain. So fusing these together for a short or longer period of time will increase the intensity of the more profound altered state experiences where we'll um, travel from the realms of mild experiences and common synchronicities and flashes of insight to where one is able to perceive the deeper connections between all things instantaneously and perceive all things as if there is no time or space and it is infinite. So, we're speaking on left brain and right brain, and the symbol of 101, or the green line is symbol, the left brain is equated, well, we're speaking on the shin symbol. So, the left brain is it's equated is uh, equal to the eye, or the line. The right brain is equal to the circle. So the left brain being is a line or a rod is symbolizing the masculine energy, the phallus. The right brain is the circle symbolizing the feminine principle, feminine energy as the yoni or the vagina. So you put both of them together, you have 
the shin symbol. This I and O though is is uh the Greek letter, the Greek ninth letter of the Greek alphabet is Iota. Iota. So it means basically it means uh, a small quantity, iota, you know, something real small. But the synonym for iota is a bit, a particle, an atom, a grain. So it goes back into atom. So iota or io, this this line in the circle, principles, wasita, mother, father, or Either in Bengala, electromagnetic, yin and yang. This eye, this line in the circle is um, the room number 101 that Neo goes to at the beginning of the movie, at the heart of the city, or Jerusalem. Heart of the city. Jerusalem means city of peace. But um, Ota, the ninth letter of the Greek alphabet, is uh, speaking on the atom or grain, the smallest uh, particle. As well as particle, you know, particle and and the energy behind the particle is dealing with uh, as far as MAN. We go to MAN. We have Mem Alif Nun or the um the particle or the electron and the energy and then the particle or the life, the atom that comes outside of the the creation of energy between the electron and the um, actual dark energy and dark matter. So this is the fusion of left and right brain. As it as it uh as they connect, they bring about that letter iota, io, or left and right brain to line the circle. Remember when when Neo um, denounced his name and he said, "No, nah, that's not my name. My name Neo." What did he see? He saw um basically it was uh. The body, what's it called? Uh, okay, now I have a brain fart. It's perfect. He saw eyes and he saw lines of circles, basically. He saw symbols. He didn't see the physical reality anymore. He saw it for what it was basically intelligence and the spirit. Okay, but uh, so that's represented the first side too. That symbol on the line of the circle puts the the line right in between the circle. You got a symbol. You got an eye. So that's going into the first circle would be um, Atma, meaning creation or life or sign. Uh, speaking on the hidden hidden jigs trance state earlier, they between um, being awoke, going into sleep, 
so this is this is the doorway into internal um, dimensions of the self and alternate dimensions within. This is uh, the, the gateway that we was talking about with Jaquim on one side and Boaz on the other side. But that Jaquim, you know, as we was told, the hurricane um, with Joaquin, but that relates to Jaquim, that energy is based on fear and justice. So if they feed us the fear elements, then the justice or love, peace, order, you know, equality, balance, my basically um, will be uh, somewhat shunned or not paid attention to. So the next, uh, it was last weekend, the 1010, they had the uh, Million Man March. I think the slogan was uh, something justice, right? I can't recall, you know, I, I saw it somewhere, but it, it, it had it had justice in the statement. So, you know, so that's the, that's the flip on what they did on the first as far as uh, the massacre at that school over in Oregon where those 33 people were either hurt or killed. So it went from 10, 1 to, you know, to uh, 10, 10. But one is fear and one is justice. So that's uh Yakim and that's that that left um left uh, that's the moon energy, the left hemisphere, well the left side, but it'll be the left of the right brain. Yeah, I remember it's a cross and the synapses when they they hit the, the brain. But uh standing in that doorway of, of that consciousness is those is um, those two sides of Boaz and Yakim, but they give off the um, energies of of uh, Hakad, fear, and then justice, but as well as Kababa, which is uh, strength to or Boaz. So it would be protection. But that's uh, the spark of creation that. Um, that we that takes place like in sexual intercourse between two uh, different genders of our species of human beings as well as you know, animals and whatnot. That's the same. Then you know that spark gives birth to a child, but that same that's the same process, the same spark is the, is the means of um, the mind or consciousness in that fusion of the masculine and feminine energies of the individuated to itself, um, that's the same feeling or sensation, that orgasmic feeling is the same realization that occurs when one accesses both realms into a balance, into harmony. It's through that, that fusion that one attains those insights and experiences of the synchronicities that they call in um have those mystical um, enlightenment type of moments. So, you know, just getting those things together and still, you know, as we as we um, 
go through the transition, we should also hold in regard that, uh, you know, everything that we see is not necessarily what's going on in front of us. So remember, our perceptions are based on the, the background information of the objective reality. So everything that we have collectively agreed to is what we say it is, and you know, only due to someone else saying it as well. So like I was saying, somebody says that's a tree, and I say, no, it's a vehicle. They're going to say, you're wrong, that's not a car. How's it a vehicle? But then, you know, you break it down to them enough, well, something is riding on this tree. It's an infinite ride is going, you know, so, you know, it's been riding, and it's like, I love this tree, this tree is getting me there. Where all we see is the tree, or, you know, or whatever. We call in this thing, we see it for what it is, because it, within the pattern of this, you know, its existence, it has been dealt with in that manner. But the tree it goes to trade. So that's three. That's uh, Noah, Noah, Thinker, Doer, Mother, Father, Son, or whatnot. It's the three energies, three collective energies. It could also be reflected on as, uh, the pineal gland, hypothalamus, and the pituitary gland. That's mother, father, son energy as well. Series A, series B, series C. I'm thinking of the ancients and how they experienced uh, some of the somatic type of uh, episodes, and then they came back from those realms those different dimensions, they came back and they told us it was uh, very similar to um, the basic sexual orgasm, and it was uh, they were very enigmatic, uh, <laughs> but it, it was very powerful. So this uh, sexual energy in the procreative process is it's a part of the uh, mystical symbolism and the pleasure they get from from um, having sex is the same ecstasy that one receives when experiencing enlightenment. If I said that right, that's the Kundalini awakening experience. Once you feel that Kundalini going up the spine, it's going to feel like or, an orgasm. So that's why we tend to embark on uh a more, um, you, know, you could say, uh, uh, promiscuous type of, uh, um, you know, transition sometimes because that sexual energy is being processed and is more abundant during those uh, those activities, like certain meditations and stuff. So we were feeling the damn man in the gut. And we wanted to, you know, do do do. Yet still, you know, we, I I found that. Sometimes retaining it for a while, you know, get get you, you know, retain it and let the process do what it have to do naturally. And then when that natural time comes, and yeah, have fun. Yeah, you know, that every day and, you know, that right there can be wearing tear on your vehicle, on your tree. <laughs> well, keep that tree standing up strong. You know, you might not want to have too much sap coming out that much. But, um, all in all, you know, that experience of the Kundalini awakening and uh, arising from the sacral 
region and upward is very similar to uh, a sexual orgasm. So uh, that's, you know, all that shaking and stuff, you know, the shock and shake going up the spine. That's, yeah, if you've done it, or meditation where that happens, then that's what I'm talking about right there. Um, goes through the spine very powerfully. It's like, you know, and then go to reach back up to the to the sun. You know, the ancient uh, sun or solar sign, meaning the pomegranate, or the, you know, whatnot, but the, one of the ancient symbols of the sun, again, um, which was based, basically was looked upon like the source of all life and creation. And uh, as far as the ancient principles, ancient um, precepts of what the attributes of the sun is concerned, is basically the you know the most um, it was the earliest attempt gram of something that was abstract from nature. So the the circle and the dot, you know, Atenra, that symbol, um, is one of the most primordial type of symbols used to uh, speak on the abstraction of what the sun is on a physical sense. It, however, is uh, also speaking on other levels as far as the circle and the dot. You can look at it like the, um, the dot is the vagina or the yoni. Well, actually, the circle will be the yoni. And the dot in in between the circle is the male lingam or the, the phallus, the penis, and it's penetrating it. So it's being pierced in the center by the by the lingam, and the only is the circle, the outer circle. So that is also could be represented by the sperm from the zoa. Um, penetrating the ovum or the egg and the head of the sperm being deposited and you know putting that uh, DNA in the to the nucleus and then we have life. So that's that uh that like what what does the woman do when she goes into birth, into labor, she has contractions. And so that contraction, you know, contracting the energy in and expanding back out, and, you know, the same as uh, almost a washita shoot, you know, so you know, the two opposite breaths, contraction and expansion, contraction. But but that um the circle of the dot, also how where the shin ring or the shin symbol comes from, is just a, a restylized version of um, the Atanrasim or the circle in the dot, the circle in the and the point in the diameter or not. The ancient Egyptian sun symbol um, of the sun ring meant, uh, you know, eternity. It also means a circle or all that encircles. It means the sun, basically, or infinity because, as you recall, uh, the ancients looked at the sun as the primary source of all life on the planet. So they looked they venerated it and made it into deity type status, you know, corresponding to the pineal gland and the heart, though, as far as what's going on internally. So, 
the shin symbol is the circle and the line or the or what we um would call one and zero. And uh, if you recall, on the walls of uh, the pyramids or the the divine soul or the Ba is always, he it is holding um, a sin in both hands, both claws. And it, what it's depicting is uh, it's a human head buried the Ba. It symbolizes the soul of the person that's alive in the astral body or out-of-body experiences, or even when deceased. So it can be personal alive being in the OBE, the out-of-body experience, the astral body, or personal when they're deceased. But this Sheen symbol is a symbol of the Trinity and a cyclical, um, cyclical life or whatever. And, you know, so it's a rod and a ring that are bound together, tied together with a rope. At the, at the base of it, so the circle at the top, and you simply the symbol is on the slide. So the circle at the top and at the base is the rod tied together with the rope. And we call the rope is hay, and hay means uh, ATA also means infinite. Uh, and uh, would also he would have that um, same ring, and would um, be adorned over like the um, the pharaohs. Were not the Nagus, except for the tomb, and it was meant to it symbolized protection as well as uh, infinity. But um, well, so we had the ring and the rod, the one zeros. Now it came back to me binary code. Ones and zeros, lines and circles. That's what Neo saw was. Basically, all these all um, the binary codes that that relates to uh, the mathematics within electronics and digital digital items or whatnot. Yet, you know, ones and zeros have always. It seems that they've always been around. The binary system has always been around since uh, the dawn of creation. Because looking at um, this symbol, zero and one. Four lines and circles, and this is like uh, you know ten thousand, forty-five thousand. See, you can say how, how old, you know, how long this has been around. And we also know, I think the book is called uh, Meta Magic. No, um, My Art Magic. I forget the brother's name, but in there he talks about how uh, the melanated lady developed uh, mathematics. To counting her uh, her cycle every month by putting lines on the on the stick, hash marks, you know what I'm saying. So every time her period come on, her cycle come on, she would notice, you know. So she would put a line. Then she from that date to the next date, she would count. So she noticed, you know, every. She noticed it was within 28 days every year, every month, and that's where we get our get our months from. From Mama, basically, um, counting, putting that that line on that stick. They got the stick too. I forget what it's called, but it's in a museum somewhere. 
and there's a few of them that they have found these hash marks in it, but they always you got the 28 talk about the uh, new moon and um, the waning and the waxing moon. So uh, that that was, I was like, wow, you know, that aunt been, and, and, well, not the aunt, but the aunt is also a re- re- presentation of uh, the shin symbol and also the um, symbol of Atalada, the circle, the, um, the sun symbol, or Atim. And that's that bond in the circle. So that's, uh, you know, the binary codes or binary symbols. The aunt is, uh, is a symbol of life. You know, it, the shin is a symbol of infinity. So in binary symbols, you know, the shaman stick could also be looked upon like the, the line and the drum that the shaman beats upon could be the circle. Yeah, you know, so the sand ring is uh, very powerful it, as far as the symbolism is concerned. And we, we're looking at, you know, certain. And this is in our, remember, this is in our subconscious, so our DNA. So certain memories might not be mentally uh, activated, but our subconscious already knows what's going on before it goes on because it's already and it's superimposed within our DNA, it's in there. So, you know, we're looking at uh, the media and they give us the information. We, uh, it should, we should, uh, you know, automatically know that since it is media that is uh, attempting to give us some type of knowledge on uh, key factors that may either generate whatever type of emotion on a good, on a higher sense perception or lower sense perception, then it, it can uh, it can create change in uh, our physical participation with this reality. Just by observing and you know and paying attention to those aspects can change um, the way our personality is uh, objectifying those realities from a from an external means like the media, and we saying that 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 is truthful or that is uh you know the way it is. It may not be. So you know, flipping it and then going and looking at it from another angle from the feminist perspective of the mind or the the right brain versus the left brain, and not just taking it from from face you know face value of what someone is telling us you know verbally, being able to see the images binary code the lines and circles that are that's involved inside of the actual message or the word that may be uh, being delivered by the media. Not necessarily what they're saying might be highly saying it, you know. But looking at the symbols, you know, like what they what they're saying in a deeper um underlying manner, not just you know, this is, you know, we on this road. It was this man, this woman, and it, this was what happened. Or it was this, uh, you know, day or this many people were affected. 
you know, this is the name of the ship or this is the name of the airplane. And we look look at those symbols. Because remember, this is the waking dream, the waking trance. So the symbols are still there because, you know, the indwelling intelligence is still there. It's the all, basically. So all the things that we look at, even though this seems so rigid and, and real and we touch it and feel it, you know, we say that it's real because we can touch it and feel it. It is of an illusionary type of reality because it's transitional, meaning it's not permanent. Illusion doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's not real or whatnot through the sense of perception. It just means that it's not permanent. It, it means it's transitory. So it will not be here in the state of our consciousness that we perceive it to be in the actual experience that we are going through at the present moment permanently. So that means, you know, it's not real, so there's illusion. Only thing that's real is your chin, your spirit, your soul. You know, that's real. That's because it's picking up memories and then it evaluates those memories as the data or the knowledge that is um, within it, within the memories, and it develops another type of intelligence through that memory. Remember, mem, ori, mem is blood, chaos, water, you know, whatnot, but that's creation. You know, so mem and then or is head. So mem ori or ori is head or mind. So it's the creation of the mind, the conceptions of the mind. That's the shan ring again because that's the left and right brain. You know, so the mind is all. The mind is energy. You know, and the um, shan ring was also used as a symbol of protection in the um, the cartouche, what they call the cartouche, that was worn by the the gods and the, and the gurus, as we're speaking on the pharaoh, will hold it in the sepulchre or whatnot. And um, we also use these we buy cartouches. We have a, you know, we can we buy the necklaces now, and the symbol represents inner strength as well as stability and protection. So you know, wearing it and, and holding it in that manner and putting that intent to it and then walking with it like that builds up a sense of protection. It's an external thing, yet it's internal. Once you, um, you, you are, you know, you know, all things that, everything that's outside of us came from the inside, and that, it's just how we um, deal with it on the emotional reactive type of uh, element from that, the reality. So, um, uh, our ancient brothers and sisters understood that this um, inner strength and stability that comes with resolving or uniting those two sides, the opposites, was uh, also the, the timeline of unification that was the process of upper and lower Egypt coming together. So I was speaking on how um, the pine gland color is sort of red and white. So, you know, those two opposites coming together, the lower realm and the higher realm, the root chakra and the and the crown chakra coming together, the upper and lower Egypt, you know, to the south. Also, wedding rings are um, a symbol of sin rings and how it unifies a man and both masculine and feminine energy together in one. So the shin ring has been around for a while, 
in different type of uh, symbolisms, those symbols, you know, um, the stop sign, the first letter is S, and that's the Shin in Hebrew, Shin Tau. Um, hey, and call that basically means uh, Shin means spirit in Hebrew, T or Ta means mark. Um, o is pain, it means I, and pay is uh, pay, it means uh, shin also means two, but pay means um, protect, no, no, it means a breath. So it's the sign, S, S is a uh, the two that protect Ta or S is Shin and T is Ta that's um the sign. So the sign that opens the eye of the two that protects Pay is open and I is I if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's about right. Pay. So, um, oh, is it, do is anyone else have a call or a answer that they would like me to or dreams that they would like answered? Uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, getting towards the closing of this one right here. Um, let's see where I was. In the notes previously, see how that that tree turned into a vehicle, though. And dealing with the primeval ocean too, so it has abundance of a uh, a fuel, so it never run out of gas. That's that's that tree. You know, you form that tree when you uh, deal with meditation. The tree going to say. You know, plant your feet in the ground, or even you know the um, the perineum or the sacral region. In meditation, imagine that you have roots going from that area or from the feet, and the chigans are touch or chigans basically stand still and grow that tree. You know, that the trying himself. Been one of them days at work, so you know, I, I just got off it uh I'm not really off. I, I left work at five. Been up since about four thirty this morning. Get it in, and you know I got to get my rituals on even at work. So got that done, and then fixed uh, breakfast. Started fixing breakfast. Put the oatmeal on and some ham in the oven, and uh, started boiling the eggs for the for the clients for the. Um, the people at the rest home with the residents at the group home. Then woke up a couple of them and all that, but they had been up and moving. Did you know the day Tuesday? So you know that martial energy is in the air. So I had to I went here, got my hard day workout in for a minute this morning from about eight to ten thirty, eleven. I think I was done by eleven. 
together. But I've noticed that I am still somewhat fatigued. And I know why, so I ain't going to get into that. More chi, more practice. <laughs> you know what I'm mean, saying? More chi, more practice. All right, so, uh, oh, yeah, check out, uh, I put the I put the link to to some Tati. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I did say ham in the oven. It wasn't for I, and I have on latex gloves when I'm touching it. Now, I, you know, I, I fixed what's on the menu for those guys at the, um, at the rest home. They enjoy it. You know, so I, I I can't really judge them. I can, you know, I can try to feel guilty, but I'd rather not. You know, it's they mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> they happy. Yeah, you know, I'm happy. And the happiness counts. You know, and you know, I, I, you know, but um, what I was saying is uh, that link to uh, some Tati that was demonstrated down there at um at Myrtle Beach during. During the um, event that happened on the third hurricane, Haru Crane, um, you know, down at Myrtle Beach, uh, it is, uh, the link is right there on, on the on that um, on the display. So it's at the bottom of the information of the summary for the for the day's topic. But uh, check that out. It was kind of fun, you know. Just check it out and stuff. But um, this is the last part of it. It's the chapter of uh, out of the the Gnostic book of the Nine Comedy. This is the Gospel of Thomas. You remember the dude's name is uh, Thomas Anderson. Neo's name is um, corporate name is Thomas Anderson or whatever. It's, He's a strong man. Thomas means twin in Hebrew. And uh, Anderson, basically, Ander means man and son. So it's the, the double um, son of man or the twin of the son of man. They said in the Bible that Thomas looked almost identical to Jesus and they was claimed to be brothers. You know, but uh, Thomas. Tamus is the son of Demusi uh, and Ishtar, Easter. You know, so uh, that's in the Sumerian, uh, Sumerian text. So, but uh, that Tamus or Thomas energy is heart energy as well. But what we're talking about is basically the the double side of double gang, the doppelganger of oneself, the the opposite polarity, but it's the um, implication of that process. So this is out of Gospel of Thomas, verse 22. Jesus said to them, when you make two into one, and what is within like what is without, and what is without like what is within, and what is above like what is below, unite male and female in one, so that the male is no longer male and the female no longer female. When you make eyes in place of an eye, a hand in place of a hand, a foot in place of a foot, an image in place of an image, then you shall enter the kingdom. So what they're saying when you make an eye in place of an eye, a hand in place of a hand, a foot in place of a foot, an image in place of an image, that means unifying the two opposites. Left and right become one. You know what I'm saying? So then you shall enter the 
change the kingdom. The kingdom is already at hand. Remember, the hand is also representative of the mind. So the kingdom is already in mind. It's there. It's just we're looking for something external when it's all within. So, you know, so that, that was... Um, that was the saying that we when we go beyond our normal state of, of consciousness and we become more attuned to the outer states of consciousness, then it's not like with the body, ego, personality um, recognizes or claims to be as reality. And that's the symbol, the, the sin symbol is a representation or representation of that internal reality that has no objectification of of this physical side is based on both the one and the O or the one and the zero, the left and right brain or those principles that's within those those sides that are uh, concepts of our creation. So the shin ring has been used for different things like uh, the protection symbol as well as infinite, infinity as well as a uh, cycle or ongoing cycle. So if we relate the conscious mind to the left brain and the subconscious mind to the right brain, we can see that those who reject metaphysical type of phenomena are mostly left brain dominated and are easily dominated by the discussion, they easily, you know, they over right brains. They dominate the discussion, especially when they're dealing with something that's uh, left brain, like uh, something on the news. Or those who are open to metaphysical phenomena are more right brainers. And um, both at times will um, misinterpret the information of. Of, of the metaphysical reality, because they'll be centered on the information to be centered on their own personal experiences and beliefs. But uh, you know, even some of the information I may come up with, it might not pertain to another individual way to do it. So, because it's my experience and what I've went through personally, so I might get a certain take out of it than someone else. But if it helps, you know, as I give out some of the types, of, as I give out information that I you know, through the, what I've gained through the experience of it helps, you know, that's what's peace, you know, that's positive. So, you know, truth is found in the balance of those two metaphysical realities, the skeptical non-believer and the, and the believer or whatnot, the one who doesn't reject it and enjoy that information of metaphysical phenomena. Metaphysical, you know, remember is uh, away from the physical reality. So it's basically saying how one looks at the information that is um, given, the light is given, or whatever the object is at hand, and then personifies it in a spiritual or an intelligent point of view from from a hard copy, and not really saying that this is what this is because this is where it's going on, but this is what it is because this is where it's coming from, not really that, that moment. Staying in the moment doesn't mean staying in that moment of the emotion. It means staying in your truth and your element. Nothing should take you out there. You know, a lot of people say, I'm trying to take me out of my element. 
you are you from day one. So that's who you, you will always be, that soul entity, as we gain information in this process of what we call life. You know what I'm saying? All right. So that was fine. This is a uh, this is out of Bhagavad Gita. Um, one who sees eternity in things that pass away, and infinity in finite things, then one has pure knowledge. But if one merely sees the diversity of things with their divisions and limitations, then one has impure knowledge. And so you know. Once we connect everything together as one, then that's pure knowledge that as long as we separate things, which is left brain activity, and we say, you know, this we separate things. This is the whatever and this is over here, whatever, and these guys are better and these guys are not so good. Or whatever, you know, this tastes good, this tastes terrible. You know, but it's all good. So separation and division it, it limits us. But one who sees eternity and things that pass away, things that are transitory, and infinity, infinite things. So one who sees eternity and things that are not here forever, and infinity sees the infinity in things that are finite, and one has pure knowledge. All right. And this is out of uh, the Upanishad states that where the skull divides, there lies the gate of God. So that's, again, speaking on the two sides of the brain, left and right, brain activity and the connection of both, the unification. Well, I've enjoyed uh, speaking to you guys this evening on... Um, to answer dreams, we had two dreams answered tonight, actually, to answer dreams, but uh, somewhere you interpreted it. I did my best. I hope that those, those guys got something out of it. Peace to you, um, you two, um, for um, chiming in. I respect that, um, you know. Um, and like I said, I uh, hope you got something out of it. I hope it uh, helped you, enlightened you somewhat. You know, it's been a humdinger and a bunch of fun, and I will um, get back with you next week, same time, different day. I'm thinking I'm going to be here next Tuesday, you know. It's, yeah, it is what it is. All right, so stay peace, stay protected, stay prosperous, stay healthy. Expect nothing. Three seconds old. Yeah, these days, so caught up on yesterday. Caught up on what it sounded like yesterday, what it looked like, what it smelled like, what it tasted like, what it felt like yesterday. But we're forgetting about today, right now. See, today is to fulfill tomorrow and to prepare for our future. As I fade to black and close my eyes, I think back to the days where we didn't wear disguises. No mask 
to hide the lies between your eyes. No compromises, no surprises. Getting bouncer hugs from thugs with no love, cause the truth they despise. We're all rising, rising like the horizon. Playing games, you get burnt down like left eye did. Andre rising. Same flame, the stock has changed Money come and go, but I remain the same While my niggas act off the range Like a rain detained over little change Yeah, that's a little insane Now who's to blame? I guess I gotta point the finger Is it the corporate strongholds, the politicians, or the media? I don't need the dictionary or encyclopedia To find the truth, it resides within me and you What our senses say Emotions knocking door to door To see how we living from day to day Their plan is to keep us from activating Our higher states There's no debate Physical distractions Keep us from spiritual connections I'm connecting four like puzzle pieces On the floor separate but equal Ain't about the people being good to evil It's about the guidance That's misleading you Deceiving you Like Lena Horn said in The Wiz Just believe in yourself Like I believe in you There's nothing else for us to do But come back to myself And be me and you Yeah Expect nothing Three seconds